0: You're listening to the Namely Marley podcast, episode number 48. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Namely Marley podcast. I'm your host, Marley. You know, the goal of this podcast is to focus on adding a little creative, healthy, and passion filled living to your day every day. Today, I'm talking with Del Shroff. He is co-owner and chef of Wellness Forum Foods. He's also author of several cookbooks, including the China Study Family Cookbook. I was really impressed to learn that Dell lost 200 pounds when he switched to a plant-based diet. That is impressive. Um, so we talk about that. We also talk about how a vegan diet doesn't necessarily equate to weight loss and healthiness. In fact, you have to kind of work at it. Um, you can be really unhealthy on a vegan diet. And I know that may sound surprising, but you know, I just have one word for you and that's Oreos. <laughs> They're vegan, so you know, we eat them. <laughs> but, you know, Dell opened a vegan bakery and and he proved all the delicious delicacies that can be had on a vegan diet. The way I look at it, those are indulgences and that's you know, obviously I have some recipes on my site too that are in that category of really delicious and maybe not quite as healthy as, you know, as uh, some things on a vegan diet are. But the way I look at it is I love to have those indulgences. So for example, if I make some baked donuts for Saturday morning, uh, I, I just really enjoy that on occasion. I don't do that too often. Anyway, that's what I think is a really good moderation when it comes to those kinds of really rich foods, I think is so important. So Della and I talk about that and how important it is to really know yourself because, you know, that means you understand how your body reacts to certain foods. Um, An example I can give is sugar. You know, try going a week or two with really reduced like no refined sugar and really reduced even sweet foods. And then when you go back to trying it, you'll be surprised at how sweet things taste. Like it's kind of like eating too much sugar kind of blows out your taste buds and you don't realize after a while how much, you know, sugars and everything like ketchup. And so ketchup is sweet and you know, I, I love my Sri and of course it's got some sweetness to it as well. So we talk about that and, um, you know, I, I mentioned the fact that I've had these cheat days where I would, I would go and on um, Saturdays I have, that's when I would really have my sweets. And that really helped me to be completely honest. It helped me realize how much better I feel a days so that I'm, I'm healthier. So I think, you know, just kind of playing around and Dell, I love how he, he talks about uh, becoming an explorer with the food that you eat. And I think that's such a great attitude to have. In fact, you know, we talk about vegetables, for example, and asparagus in particular, where, you know, you may have tried it at some point in your life and you think that you hate it, but then try it again, give it another chance. And when you're switching to a plant-based site, your taste buds will change a lot. And so things that you thought that you previously hated, which I give the example of tomatoes, I used to hate them, like so strongly hate tomatoes, my whole life. And then Addy said to me once, why don't you just try them again, mom, because they're pretty good. <laughs> and sure enough, I actually liked them. So I think it's just an example of how, you know, maybe try them differently. You know, I mostly stick with the, those little cherry tomatoes. It's kind of, if it, if those great big ones are a little bit harder for me to take, I just don't like the seeds. I don't like the texture, but anyway, I'm just trying to point out that you can really try different things and just, you know, maybe maybe your mom was like my mom and uh, boiled the broccoli and <laughs> it's really not too tasty that way. But when you have it steamed, oh my goodness, steamed broccoli is so good. So it's kind of an example, just try things around like that and and see what works for you and see what how it makes you feel when you eat it too. I think that's important as well. So I really enjoyed this discussion with Dell about his weight loss journey, about the health benefits of particular foods, especially plant-based and his take on this cookbook that he's recently published and, and the, the ways that you can use this cookbook to, to really change your life. So I really enjoyed this discussion and I hope you will too. So let's get straight to it. Here's today's feature interview with Bell Shroff. Hey everyone, I'm happy to have Del Shroff. He's author of the book The China Study Family Cookbook, and he's on the show today. Hey Dell, welcome to the Name Marley Podcast.
1: Hey Marley, thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: I'm really glad to have you, and I'm really looking forward to talking with you about your book. But first, I was wondering if you could give a little background for everybody. Why is it that you you know came to this point in your life that you decided to write this book?
1: Well, this is this is my my, my fourth cookbook, and and I'll be really honest. I never ever Uh, seven years ago when I started writing my first one or six years ago, never thought that I would be a cookbook writer. It it almost happened by accident um, where I was in the right place at the right time feeding, um, Brian Wendell, who's the executive producer of the Forks Over Knives, um, documentary. I, I fed him one day as he was here to interview my business partner. Um, and he liked the food. So it sort of, that started our relationship and eventually, um, Led to him asking me to write the Forks Over Knives the cookbook. Um, mm, so since the then I've, I've developed relationships <laughs> with, um, with you know, the Campbell family, with uh, the Esselstyn family, and, with, and such, and they've all uh, come to like my food, I guess, and 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 that's where other invitations came from, uh, the the China study, and I my second cookbook was about how I gained and lost 200 pounds. On a vegan diet, starting with an unhealthy vegan diet, and, and then um, and, and losing the weight on, on, on a healthier uh, vegan yeah. diet. Um, but that publisher um, connected me with the the Campbell family, um, who at one point asked me to write um, their next cookbook, which is the China Study Quick and Easy, and then finally the China Study Family Cookbook. So a little bit of a long answer, but that's kind of the the brief answer of how it, it all happened.
0: Wow, that's amazing to lose 200 pounds. Wow
1: it was um it was probably more amazing to gain it because people are always surprised that you can um, gain weight on a on a vegan diet that that you can eat an unhealthy vegan diet, and um, I'm living proof that it's true um, and that it happens um, um every day I'm, I'm sure that I'm not the only overweight vegan that you'll meet on the planet.
0: well, you know it's interesting because i when I first went vegetarian, I actually gained weight, and I think it's because I like my diet just turned into hundred percent carbs overnight. <laughs>
1: Well, and yeah, we we vilify the carbs, and and I can see where that happens. It depends on the carbs that you're eating. You know, I, I went
0: vegan processed and, carbs, I should say.
1: Yeah, I went vegan and opened up a vegan bakery, uh, in oh. seven and that sort of, you know that was my enemy. Uh, probably the biggest mistake ever. I've always been a big guy. Um, you know, I've been on diet since I was eight years old. Um, but you know that starting a business, putting in a hundred hour work week. Which means no exercising, just working and oh. and and coffee and and um, scones were your your breakfast every day was just a recipe for um, disaster waiting to happen, and it did. Do you have siblings? I have two brothers, one older and one younger.
0: And did I, they have uh, weight issues at, at young age?
1: Yeah, my well, my younger brother and I both um, were put on a restricted eight hundred calorie a day diet at the same time. I was eight years old seven years old and he was um six years old and um we have both been on diets all of our life and we both still you still struggle with weight he um really struggles right now and is having some health issues uh because of the weight and he weighs about oh my god i think he's over 400 pounds right now Mm -hmm. um so he's really struggling and um you know, we talk about it a lot. We it's it, it's it's a goal that you work towards. And I, I think the thing that people don't understand is, you know, it, uh, we we say this here um, in in my company all the time that p- uh, people know, and I know the right food choices. I, I know what I'm supposed to do. And I, that's how I lost that 200 pounds. But you know, life gets in the way, and emotions get in the way. And I was yeah. a binge eater all of my life. I was a starvation dieter all of my life. And so the whole whole foods, plant-based diet is all about um, eating more and weighing less. It's, it, you know, but to me, it's a counterintuitive thing. Um, and yeah. so I still struggle with getting enough of the right kinds of foods to eat. Right? So, and yeah. when you starve yourself, your body eventually responds with rebound eating. And so I go through this cycle, and it's getting better. And let me say that yeah. it's, it is getting better, but it's a struggle. And my yeah. brother struggles with it even more. And the funny thing is that we're both in the food business. Um, I'm just yeah, lucky enough to be in the healthy food business. <laughs> yes. I,
0: I'm I'm right there with you. I was the chubby one. I have uh, three siblings, and they were all naturally skinny, at least as children. As I grew up, that that wasn't the case. But um, you know, as children, I was the only one that was, you know, had the chubby issue. And God, I I just find myself at this age. You know, I was at Starbucks once, and they had a question. They write down for the the staff did, and they they want people to fill it out. It's like what is what would be your superpower? And my superpower would be <laughs> that I could eat whatever I want and look great in a ah, bikini.
1: <laughs> I, oh yeah, okay. I, I would take the swimsuit and eating whatever, whatever I want. I'm right there with you. No, uh, I, like, I love food. I, you know, I still have a. I do too. I, I have a somewhat healthy relationship with food, and then I, I, I love it. I love good yes. food, and I love cooking, and love what I do. Um, but I'm, I work to find the balance, and um, maybe I'll struggle with it the rest of my life, and and maybe I'll find that Zen place with it, um, where I, I, I find the middle ground of how to, to eat the right foods to to achieve healthy weight and, and to achieve good health. Uh, but are still able to enjoy it. And that's kind of where the cookbooks come in, is because they're kind of beginning yes. to express that for me.
0: Well, I was going to say actually, it's interesting. I heard somebody talk about having a cheat day, and and not like for me, it wouldn't be cheating on being vegan. I would still be vegan, but I I, I actually took that for uh, to a heart, and I so I would have Monday through Saturday, or Monday or Sunday through uh, Friday, I would eat. Pretty carefully and then on, on Saturdays I would have these days where I'd have like vegan donuts and vegan, you know and not, <laughs> not healthy vegan donuts either, like you know, right. just the good old fried uh, donuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I found that I actually I, I really enjoyed this experiment because I learned that I did not feel very good.
1: Yeah. Right? I actually
0: craved how I felt on Sunday, on Sunday through Friday. So now it seems like it's, I'm glad I did this because it's easier for me to be, to choose the healthy foods.
1: And I'm glad you said it because I, I'm in the same place where um I I had a really horrible binge this past um, fall that was coupled with depression and, and exhaustion. Mm. Um, I was dehydrated and I, I let myself just go with, with eating. And I'm like, you know, unhealthy vegan food Uh, oh it's the the enemy and it made me really sick yeah i got to the place where i felt awful and it's been it took a few months to get me back to a place where i had some energy and felt like doing something again and um i'm i try to remember that every day that in general i have to eat healthy every day in order to feel like this in order to to not go down that that road and and it's 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 um it's an enlightening place to be, but it's um it's a hard lesson learned and one that I don't want to keep having to relearn.
0: Yes. That actually like choosing these healthy wholesome foods, it's like it's like a choice to live your life the way you want to and it feels so good.
1: Yeah. Well, and it, you know, being able to eat what you want is is one of the choices in life that you can take, but being able to do all the things that you want requires yes. a, a little bit of responsibility.
0: Yeah, and You have
1: to exactly. exercise so that you can get up and down the stairs. You have to eat right. You have to hydrate yourself. You have to get enough rest. You have to deal with your stress. If you're depressed, you've got to deal with all of that and how you react to it. And so it all comes together in a package that, that is our health. And um, having good health is the, is it's a gift, but it's a responsibility too.
0: Yeah, you know, since we're speaking of that, I was wondering, you know, your book is based on the China Study, and I'm curious if you could give kind of a cliff notes uh, of the China Study for the people out there that haven't actually read that book.
1: Yeah, and it will take cliff notes because it's it's 400 500 pages long. I think the book is <laughs> um, basically <Talk> really
0: fast. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, it's an interesting story because Dr. Campbell, um, all throughout his career, has 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 worked in, in the field of nutrition in a way. And early on, his, his, his research was about um, getting better uh, uh, protein for humans, to, to find better quality uh, protein. And so through his research, he came upon um, a discovery. And he learned that you could turn cancer on and off um, by varying the amounts of animal proteins that you fed the lab rats. So they would, they would feed a lab rat like 20% animal protein, which was dairy. And, and then they would feed it an aflatoxin, which was a cancer causing or a a cancer growth causing, um, agent. And, and then they would, they would vary the amount of protein. They would vary the amount of aflatoxin. And regardless of the amount of aflatoxin they fed these lab rats, whether or not they actually got cancers, these cancerous lesions, depended upon the amount of protein that they were given. Right, So it's dose-dependent on the protein. So they went through and it eventually led to um, literally one of the largest studies on human nutrition ever done that actually happened in China with Chinese uh, research partners. Um, and, and, and they looked at some 880 million Chinese. They, they did physical measurements of the foods that they were eating and, and determined that um, disease could be turned on and turned off by our diets. And 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 that these and animal foods and in certain quantities and they, they did it these these research they would start with five percent and because they, they were looking for this magical number how much animal protein can we actually eat and still have good health so five percent yes six percent yes seven percent eight nine ten and they discovered that eleven percent when they were feeding um, these rats eleven percent protein the, the the rates of uh, of the cancerous lesions started to go up all right so that was that. And they found many other things throughout this research. They found things like, you know, the Chinese, for example, did not have the rates of disease that we have. Those who ate this certain healthy diet, low foods, whole fat, plant-based, uh, minimal animal protein, less than 10% of their diet, did not have the degenerative diseases that we have. Uh, they ate more. They weighed less. They ate far more fiber than we did. They didn't eat the processed foods uh, and, and saw superior health. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: and, and then I think also in that book, doesn't he point out that the younger generation that that it was exposed to more, uh, you know, westernized foods, uh, they they started to experience the similar health problems that we see in the United States.
1: Yeah. And, and so it's, it kind of um, argues against this, well, it's, it's in my family genes. We hear that excuse, yes. oh, the disease is a family gene. Well, we learned that that the family genes can be expressed or not expressed depending upon your diet and lifestyle choices so we see these these young Chinese moving to the cities for jobs uh, adopting our diet and within one generation adopting our diseases with them and that's not a genetic wow. thing. that's a genetic expression thing right and we see that yes. in other places around the world too we look at the Pima Indians in Mexico and Arizona the, the Pima Indians that live in Mexico eat this whole foods, low-fat, plant-based diet, high fiber. They're physically very active, right? But yes. their, their cousins on the American side of the border eat the American standard American diet, less fiber, more fat, more animal protein, and they have higher rates of disease, diabetes, mm-hmm. obesity, et cetera. So we, we can look at it and see it in population studies around the world that uh, the diet makes a huge difference and the diet that works for most people is is one that greatly reduces it's not necessarily a strictly vegan diet although there are plenty of good reasons to eat a vegan diet but it greatly reduces the amount of animal proteins that we eat and it suggests that one these healthy populations none of them drink milk or eat or eat cheese or any kind of consume any kind of dairy products none of them
0: yes that's pretty powerful yeah, it's very powerful, and it, I think it's so interesting because you know, for example, in my family, when I went vegan, I my mom and I went out to dinner, and she got dessert and it had ice cream, and she's like, "Don't you want some of the ice cream?" I said, "No, thanks." I'm, you know, well, can, you know, dairy's good for you. You should be eating this ice cream. <laughs> Just kind of cracking <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> and that's that's one of the big things that we try to to deal with in this cookbook is is because people get very defensive when you yes. ch- when you change your diet. Not yes. that you're asking them to change theirs. When you change your diet, they get very defensive about their own.
0: Yeah, I noticed that you mentioned that in your book, that you, you made some personal changes in your own life and that you had some repercussions from your family. What Can you talk about that? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I, my mother lives with my younger brother in, in Bloomington, Indiana, and I'd go to visit. And, and for years, actually, I actually acquiesced. Like at the holidays, yeah. I would just eat what was ever put in front of me. And then when I finally was strong enough to stop doing that, I, my mother broke down and cried one day oh, because what oh, can i how can i help you how can i do anything for you and i'm oh, like yeah. well support me in my decision you know and, I, and I, I said mom i'm trying to save my life here um, right. you know i, I and, and this is how to do it this is you know i wouldn't do it if i didn't believe it were true so it, it's taken a long time and many years of, of this kind of um of thing but um, she, she finally, you know, understands. And, and luckily I think I, I'm a lucky guy because the thing that has helped my family to, to take some of the pressure off of me is, is that I've written four cookbooks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You really, you really attach your identity to that. So they have yeah. to accept that. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. With my mom, I just basically said, you know, if you can't support me, then let's agree not to talk about it. So there are two things on the list. We can't talk about religion or, 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 dairy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily now I can I can talk about it, but I've I've been right there with you. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's funny I haven't uh, my favorite aunt who just passed this last year from a, oh. um, a stroke. Um, we used to go to her house for Christmas every year, and, and again every Christmas I would I would acquiesce and just eat what was there so that I didn't upset anybody. Yeah. And I remember the first year I took my own food down and ate it. it I, I that is when I learned that I had actually two cousins that were vegan yeah you, you know, we're so excited to see vegan food there. It's like, wow. oh, my God, we've got to come out of the closet, don't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's true. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I really do feel like, okay, here's how I think. If if somebody came to my house and said that they had adopted this new diet, I don't, I can't imagine that I would be controlling over. It's a control thing, right? They are trying to control who you are. They they. It's like they have you in a box and they want you to stay there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, well, I think you know. I, I think people like to, um, they 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 want to understand people, but they yeah. understand people who are like them. Yes, um, you know that. I think it's one of the big issues that we have in our our world in general is that we we want everybody to be like us. Well, if you look beyond some of the surface stuff, where we are a lot alike, you know, we all want yes. people, we all want happiness. We all love our families. We you know we we all want to to live rich and full lives. Um, None of us really wants to hurt each other. And yet some of that stuff happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what, what was inspiration then? I mean, for you to write this book, because what it sounds to me like what you've done is you, you've taken the results of the China study and you've turned it into uh, this. It's like a family cookbook that people can use to create recipes that complement what comes out of that book.
1: Well, the company that I work for and co-own is called wellness form Health, And we have been, in the business of educating people for 20 years uh, about how to make uh, not only how to make diet and lifestyle changes but really how to um, survive in our current medical climate. Uh, in other words what I mean is, is you can eat the right diet and still go get the wrong tests and procedures done and see worsening health. You can take the wrong prescription and still see worsening health. So that's what we're about. But in, in these 20 years, I've been here 11 years Um, And I teach a basic class on on health. Um, I get a lot of families that come through that door and they have every one of them has a different story to tell about um, what it's like when they walk out the door. So we 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 have to have the conversation with our members. You become a member to do this class um, about what happens when you walk out the door, because in here is the bubble where we all agree. We all feel the same way. And that's a great feeling. But out there in the real world, you go home to the husband or wife or your partner who who refuses to do this, or the children who are are balking because they can no longer eat cheese, or or you go to the work party and and they look at you funny because you you bring a butternut squash soup <laughs> in, instead of the the pizza that they're eating. Um, and so you have to deal with the real world, and we we've really been trying um for a long time um to help people to do that. To, to help them to have those conversations, to help yeah. them to exist in the world and to hold on to their ideals because people are going to try and take those away from you.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and I noticed that in, even in this book that you include some interviews with families, uh, you know, like their transition to vegan. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it, it was fun for me. Um, some of these people uh, I knew very well and some not as well. Um, one of my favorites uh, is a young man. Uh, Garrett Colburn who, um, his sister gave him the China study to read when he was 17 Mm. and he read it and decided that he wanted to change his diet, but he didn't want to do it when he was in high school because he didn't want to be chastised and picked on by his friends. So he waited until he was after high school and then he went home to his family and his mom adopted the diet, his sister adopted the diet and his dad sort of adopted the diet, right? Mm. Um, but he is all in, and he he, he he actually came to me to take private cooking classes. Um, we gave him an internship and then eventually hired him, um, and he's looking at doing this as a career. So it's it's kind of cool to see that this isn't about, because a lot of what we see coming through this our door are people, when they get to be my age, that you hit 45 or 50 and everything starts going wrong. <laughs> and you, you've been in the medical system long enough to know that it's not working for you, right? But here's a young guy who's in pretty good health. I mean, he was—he said he was a little overweight, but he's in great health now. And he's a young person. He eats cleaner than, than anybody else in the building, uh, with the exception of maybe Dr. Popper, my business partner. So those stories, I think, are inspiring for people. Um, it, it also shows that, you know, there's a little bit of everybody represented there. Um, and, and I hope they're fun for people to read. I've
0: read that that's a trend, that uh, the this generation that's up and coming is very health focused.
1: I think, I think they're health focused. I think they're world focused. Don't you? Oh, I mean, yes. some of the, the, um, the marches and some of the, ah, oh, I love it that we're starting to see in the world are, are happening with young people who are saying, ah, uh, not in my backyard. And yes. God, you got to love that. Right. Yes, you do. So, yeah. I mean, you know, leaders of tomorrow, man, that's, that's what we're, we're, yeah. we're seeing coming up out of the, the masses today.
0: <laughs> That's so true. Uh, you know, another thing I wanted to point out about your book is that you talk about blended families and it kind of reminded me of a story because I, when I originally tried to go vegetarian, I was, uh, it was my first marriage and my husband at the time was just not into it. And so I was trying to do it and he wasn't. And it was just hard. And eventually I gave up. And then, and then we got divorced. And it's like the only thing that made me happy on the day of my divorce was I, I just all of a sudden had this aha moment like, <gasps> now I can go vegetarian. And it's like, uh, I, I, went, I was just so happy. I was just great. But I'm not like advocating that people get divorced. You, you actually give t- tips on how okay. people you can know, be I, in blended families.
1: We, we, we don't advocate divorce as a way of, of getting your family <laughs> to make these changes. But I, I do yeah. think that, you know, there, there are several tips that are important when you're working with your family um, because people do one thing. Like you ever notice that person who has an aha moment and they make this major change in their life and they go out and they preach it to everyone and they think everyone should know this and everyone yeah. should make this change right now. And, and then they, they, they get frustrated because everyone looks at them like they're some kind of crazy person, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what we see happening in families. So I, I don't advocate going home and, and starting to throw out all the, the unhealthy stuff. And so I, I think you go home and you have a conversation first. Yeah. And, and then I think you, you have to practice extreme patience. Yeah, the the best thing that you can do because um, sometimes these things take time.
0: Yes, patience with yourself, patience with others.
1: Hey, both, well, yes. both. You yeah. know, you you have to have your own convictions ready to go because if you meet that resistance at home, then you, you you've got to know what the next part of the conversation is going to be. But you have to have patience with those who aren't quite there with you. Yes. You know. I-
0: yeah and compassion, you know, like I your the story you mentioned earlier, like you were not ready at that time to let your family know that you had changed your diet, so you just changed the way you ate, and I've talked to so many people who just get so down on themselves for a situation like that, and I just say, let it be one day and move on. It's okay,
1: yeah, I think we 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 have to stop talking about perfection and start talking a little bit more yes. about progress um yes. you know we're we're moving in the right direction i I think. You know, the, the Forks Over Knives cookbook, the first book that I wrote, has sold uh, over three hundred, four hundred thousand copies. The China study has sold over a million copies. But, you know, a million copies is, is, is what, 0.03% of the population in this country? Yeah. It's a really yeah. small amount of people. So we've got a lot of work to do, and, and we, we, we joke about it around here. We've got a lifetime employment um, because there's plenty of work left to do. But you do this one day at a time, and we're starting to see the changes even in the mainstream medical mill. You're seeing more and more doctors who are accepting the fact that what they're doing right now isn't working. And we have a program that trains doctors to to make changes in their practice, to be able to practice with a different kind of protocol that incorporates this diet that we're talking about, um, and it's exciting to see.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of doctors are not even trained on nutrition, so that sounds exciting to have that.
1: Yeah, it's starting to change, and I think you know it'll it'll get there. Um, but what we're still fighting up against is is the almighty dollar. Um, the pharmaceutical industry is is nothing if not full of dollars, you know, and they'll fight every every inch of the way that they can. So we 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 have work to do, and and I guess that's okay.
0: Well, I mean diabetes is a great example right i mean they would probably rather you just stay on the medicine the rest of your life however you you know for mo- i think a lot of people could make changes to their diet and not have to stay on the medicine for diabetes
1: oh yeah you can you, a type 2 diabetes is actually reversible yes. and and you, you get very few doctors that will ever tell you that and that's why we believe in, in, in this informed consumer that we were trying to create because you deserve the you have the right to know that yes you know I, you have the right to know that you can change your diet and become a former patient
0: right and I think a lot of people end up being afraid in fact, you even talk about some tips for transitioning to a plant-based diet uh, I wondered if you could share a couple of those uh
1: well I think the the first thing is again we can we can go back to perfection but you know one of one of the <laughs> yeah. things I, I, I talk about is 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 to you 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 almost have to um how do you say it um, you, you take a look at where you are now and, and how you eat now. And mm-hmm. so you, what you don't want to do is, is all of a sudden go from being, if you're a pizza family, um, you can still eat pizza, but you can eat a healthy kind of pizza, right? Yes, so, yes. But you don't want to stop eating pizza and say, we're never having pizza again. right? Um, instead, we're going to eat quinoa every day, three times a day, <laughs> right? So <laughs> you start with where you are and then look at how you can adapt what you like now to a, a healthier way of eating. And, and so some examples, um, you know, a lot of the the cheeses that we eat now, we, we have a wonderful cheese sauce in the cookbook. So if you like pizza, if you like quesadillas, if you like um, grilled cheese sandwiches, you can have all of those things with this one sauce that we, we make. Um, and those are foods that that you probably all grew up with. Right. right. Um, I, I grew up on grilled cheese and sandwiches and tomato soup. Well, that's in the cookbook. Nice. Right. So you find the familiar and you start with what's familiar and you go there. Yes. And then the second thing is you don't have to you don't have to have like um, you don't have to make every recipe in the cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to make 100 recipes to be healthy. You don't even have to eat a large variety of foods to be healthy. We see populations yeah. in parts of the world that one one group of people get 90 percent of their calories from sweet potatoes. Wow. So I wish I could think of the name of the group. So it's it's not it's it's about this dietary pattern itself, and not about having to eat the quinoa and, and the you know all these other things. If if you don't like quinoa, don't eat it. If you don't like tofu, don't eat it. If you don't like broccoli, don't eat it. There are, there are plenty of other choices. Find what you do like, and then find recipes that 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 fit into the the healthier choices. So I think that's a big part of it. And then again, patience and. I, I like to encourage people to become food explorers. You yes. know what I mean? In, in other words, right. um, maybe you're not going to throw out everything and start fresh today, but let's find a new recipe every week that we want to try that's something different, maybe familiar, maybe not, uh, and, and see what we think about it. And maybe we try one new ingredient every week and see what we think about it. But it's it's the if you become an explorer, you're a little more... It's a little more exciting it's a little more um, interesting than looking at it as a chore yes you know um so right. so have fun with this is it's really the the way to go and then of course like I said working with your family I'll, I'll let you talk I'm, I'm babbling but um being patient with the family you gotta have one day at a time with them
0: that's right that's right I, I highly recommend also making sure you go back and retry some of those things that you think that you hate because I find that as I uh, you know made the transition to vegan that my taste buds changed a lot like I have a lifelong hatred of tomatoes and then I tried them again and I like them and I, I mean I can't tell you how many times I've tried them throughout my life and absolutely hated them entirely like I could you if you put a, a tomato on my salad and then you scrape the tomato off I would not touch it because I didn't even like the seeds that were in the tomatoes I hated them well, you know- and I love them I learned
1: that as a, as a kid, um, I had a, a babysitter that used to make us, I guess it turned out to be canned asparagus and it was the saltiest thing I ever ate in my life. So most of my life, I assumed that the asparagus was this really nasty, salty vegetable until yes. someone made me fresh steamed asparagus once. Yes. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, really good. So I guess I, I learned that lesson early. That's a, it's a good one to try and teach.
0: Yes. Another thing I try and
1: teach is getting your kids involved. you got to get them in the kitchen. You know, I've been cooking since I was eight years old. If uh, kids who cook become grown ups who cook, oh. you know, um, I was cooking family dinners by the time I was 12. Standard American food, but I'm familiar with the kitchen um, right. and, and have been all of my life. So, with patience, you can get kids at, at any age into the kitchen, um, get them going to the grocery store with you, get them to help menu planning, get them to help. Choosing recipes or choosing ingredients and vegetables and things like that um, Giving them that kind of responsibility um, Just familiarizes them with with this healthy eating that we're trying to do uh, And if they have a say in it in some kind of way within bounds, of course um, They're more likely to, to, to jump on board with you
0: I think we have to agree that people who typically cook for themselves are overall I mean, it's easier to be healthier when you're doing your own cooking
1: yeah, well, let's let's be really honest.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, nothing that you eat out can ever be as healthy as what you eat at home because there are no restaurants out there that do. Um, a, a big component of this cooking is oil-free cooking. Um, yeah. I spend a lot of time getting talking to people about how to get the oil out of their cooking. Um, but there are very few restaurants where you can go and get any dish without oil or butter added to it.
0: Oh, yes.
1: You know, the sautéed vegetables, even steamed vegetables, they'll toss with butter before they bring them to your table.
0: Yeah. Someone was talking about guacamole recently. Like for some reason, they feel like avocados are not creamy enough on their own. They have to add sour cream.
1: <laughs> oh, right? Oh my I gosh. Know. That's crazy. But I that's know. what you're up against. So you're you're almost always better off um, cooking and, and eating at home because one, you know what's going into your food.
0: Right. And I think uh, I don't know if you know Dr. Fuhrman. He's with the what is his book called? Um, right here.
1: Not eat to live. I was um, it eat to live. I think it
0: is. I think it is, it is eat to live. Let's go with that. <laughs> but he he advocates oil free uh, cooking as well. I'm just curious. Can you talk a little bit about oil free and why the benefits that has?
1: Well, there, there's this whole myth surrounding oil and its its use in food and its importance in our health. And it goes back to research that goes back to the, uh, I think as far back as the 70s, maybe, but the the, the, st- the the studies that were done on the Mediterranean diet looked at these populations of people and said, well, here's here's what these people do. Um, they eat more fruits and vegetables, they eat olive oil, and they exercise more. Um, so the olive oil must be what makes them healthier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are a lot of assumptions made about Uh, um, their diets that that most likely what was happening was these people had better health because of the high fiber foods they were eating the fruits Mm -hmm. and vegetables because of the physical activity and in spite of the olive oil consumption Mm. all right so one time we were told that olive oil and oils were these healthy foods that you needed good fat and healthy fats and all of that well we now know, for example, that if they do, um, um, well, what do they call it? If they take the the plaque out of your, your 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 arteries, and they do a biopsy on it, it not only includes the saturated fat, which is what comes from animal foods, but it includes unsaturated fats. So all fats contribute to atherosclerotic plaque. Wow. And think about this too. One, one more thing about oils is very, I find very interesting. I, I say this all the time. If you think about um, um, any oil, olive oil, 99% of the the vitamins and minerals and the nutrients um, from the olive are thrown away with the solids when they extract the oil. <laughs> the only thing that you get out of the oil is the fat.
0: Interesting. And that's
1: so true that they actually, if they want to talk about the vitamin E benefits of, of consuming these oils they have to add it back in.
0: Wow. Because
1: they threw most of it away.
0: It's funny because I don't actually think of an olive as a particularly oily (laughs) thing to eat. So it, it, it must throw a lot of the olive away.
1: They throw a lot of olive away to get that oil.
0: Yes. So why not just eat the whole olive?
1: Right. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> and I just want to clarify, you're not talking about a fat-free diet, right? Because you can get fat through No, nuts.
1: but you're talking about a low-fat. So we're told, I think, 30% of our calories should come from fat, and, and actually the those populations that we talk about um, get 15% of their calories from fat. So it's mm-hmm. not a lot, but it's not non-existent either. Right. And the same thing with protein. Um, you know, pr- protein, I, I just learned recently that, that protein actually recycles through the body, until it gets to a place where it, it needs to be thrown away. Um, so that's why our protein, human protein needs have been identified as low as 2.5% of our calories. Wow. Right. Well, and the
0: other thing to think about is that uh, everything has a little bit of, even a banana has a, a trace amount of protein in it.
1: Everything has protein. Yes. And think, too, about when we look at the, the period of growth, that is the most rapid period of growth for humans is for infants, right?
0: Yes. And
1: infants drinking mother's breast milk. You know how much protein's in breast milk? Six percent.
0: Wow, really?
1: So it's this 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 thing about thirty percent protein is is just some myth, some perpetuation that was created by the the USDA and the the, the, the the people that sit on the board who come from the industry who benefit from telling you to consume more of those foods.
0: Yes. Well it's interesting that you say that because you know, I, I mentioned that that um where I was trying that uh, day where I would just eat whatever I want my cheat day. Um, at the same time, I was also trying um, eating a high protein diet. So I was eating these protein smoothies every day. And let me tell you, after a while, I realized I just did not feel good. I felt kind of slow and heavy. Uh, and, and after I quit, and I'm, and I'm back to kind of my, my energetic self.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird that, and again, I don't know where the marketing came from, um, I'm guessing going back to that same USDA board of, of trustees mm. um, that tells us that you, you get protein, or energy from protein or you get energy from fats. The body's primary source of fuel is carbohydrates. It's good complex carbohydrates. Yes. Um, And that should be about 70% to 75% of your calories. Sweet potatoes, corn, millet, beans, on and on and on.
0: Yes. Oh, I love beans. I think you know we have beans almost every day. And talk about filling,
1: right? Well, that's that's why they're. We have a food pyramid. At the base of that food pyramid, you find your your beans, your legumes, um, your your grains, uh, et cetera, because they they're they're calorically dense enough and full of fiber uh, enough to fill you up. And and yes. that's that's why they are the foundation of this diet.
0: Um. You also uh, have some some sweets in this diet, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about sugar.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing I think that, and this is another good tip for people transitioning, this isn't about perfection. Um, the, yes. The, the, those healthy populations eat a little bit of sugar. They Every now and then, they eat a little bit of, like, some of them drink a little bit. You look at the Blue Zone studies, uh, every now and then they have a glass of wine. Every now and then there's a little bit of chocolate. It's It's getting the foundation right. So um, every day I'm eating beans and grains and fruits and vegetables. And then on a special occasion, I might have a piece of chocolate cake. Um, But that's a special occasion. A special occasion is not Monday at 5 o'clock when I get off work.
0: (laughs) it's kind of special sometimes it's it's a
1: birthday or it's a a friend visiting in town that i haven't seen for two years those are special occasions so if you learn that kind of eating pattern then you you get it right having said that you can i think you can make good desserts, and i've been exploring more with it the past couple of cookbooks um using um whole food sweeteners like dates um i puree dates a lot and add those to um desserts and um once your taste buds downregulate um from eating sugar in other words if you give up sugar for a month eventually and just eat fruit it's the only sweet thing that you eat yes. when you go back and eat something that with sugar it tastes too sweet right and so it's that that neuroadaptation that we go through that one it's a survival mechanism we that's it's you know it's, it's 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 so that when we run out of sweet potatoes and when we go and eat potatoes we're okay with that Right.
0: Yes.
1: That <laughs> We say yeah. well, we're not going to eat because we can't have sweet potatoes. Um, but that <laughs> neuroadaptation adaptation is a survival skill. But it's also um, something to look forward to for those of us that struggle with giving up. We, you know, everybody says, oh, I can't give up sweets. I can't give up coffee. I can't give up chocolate. Yeah, you can. You, 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 You struggle and you fight and you kick and scream and you're a little bit unfriendly for a month. And then one day you wake up and you've done it.
0: Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot that we could do if we put our mind to it. For example, I had a test at the doctor's office and I had to go for um, two days. It was just a preventive kind of thing. I had to go two days with just the liquid diet. And um, it was hard, but I did it. And I think, wow, I there's a lot that you can do, like I say, when you put your mind to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've learned the same thing. I, I've done a couple of, I did a five-day fast once um, and that started the 200-pound weight loss for me. And after after four days, I remember thinking, God, I don't want to have to go back and eat tomorrow. I was kind of really? blissed out on the not eating and just drinking juice and water, and I was like, I could do this, <laughs> you know. So it's 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 all doable. It's just a matter of setting your mind to it, um, and then not beating yourself up for the little yep. things that don't go right.
0: You know, I think I feel that so much about sugar because I I love what you said to go for a month of just letting fruit be uh sugar for you, your sweet because I have I have gone through that process. I I believe it or not, Del, I actually coexist with Oreos right now. It's just a huge <laughs> thing for me in my life. <laughs> because it used to be that if there were Oreo, Oreos in my house, I would eat the whole tray or eat, you know, a tray at a time. And, um, but my husband, he's one of those people that has this naturally wonderful. I mean, he, we're, we're both vegan and he can eat whatever he wants and he doesn't have to worry about his weight. So he likes having Oreos around. And he's also the kind of person who could just have one Oreo and not eat a whole tray. But somehow for me, transitioning to uh, eating less refined sugars, I find that I again I go back to how I feel when I eat them. I don't feel good and so I've I've kind of this come to this point I don't even crave it anymore.
1: It's a good connection to make, isn't it? I mean to yes. have that realization and and to focus on how you feel and to want to feel good. Um, yes. It's a good connection to make for sure.
0: Yeah, I kind of, my sisters actually get tired of hearing me talk about it because I, I do feel like I'm maybe highly tuned into my body. I don't know, but I, I've also made, I've, I've said that that sometimes I feel like I have these natural, (laughs) I don't know, bio responses to certain things. And I, you know, like I don't have a gallbladder. My body just didn't handle fat very well. And, and I've got this cyst on my foot if I eat too much gluten. And I, I don't know. It's just strange, but I, I think being perceptive about what what happens with your body when you eat certain foods is it really can be helpful.
1: Well, and I think it's a connection that a lot of people don't make. Um, we, we are, are mortified when we're told that, that, you know, by cutting out gluten, we can get rid of this. Or when we cut out sugar, yeah. we're mortified by it. Um, yeah. we, we almost feel like it's our right to eat unhealthfully. You <laughs> know, I guess it's your freedom of choice kind of right. But um, the, the cost that it has for individuals, for families, for our 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 country as a whole, which is seeing the the burgeoning cost of, of 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 health insurance and the struggles that we have with 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 keeping everybody healthy and providing health care for for everyone is 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 really it's it's adding up and it's it's not just about you anymore it's it's about the the whole group of us and and the impact that this standard American diet has on all of us
0: yes. And I love this book because it it provides a, a variety of recipes. I feel like, you know, like you say, people can go in and cook as a family, get your children involved. Uh, it's, it's like uh, I think it would it'd be the best thing that you could do for your family to follow a book like this. When is it when does it come in available?
1: It's available now. It came out. I'm actually um, uh, five, five thirty one. So May 31st was the official release date. Um, and so it's, it's it's on Amazon. It's in the stores. You can get a signed copy at my website, Um but all of your major bookstores should have it.
0: Can you spell your website domain name?
1: Yeah, it's chefdel, D-E-1-L, and my last name, S as in Sam, R-O-U-F as in Frank, E.com.
0: Okay, cool. Now, I, I we're at the end of the interview here, and I love to, I'd love to ask a couple of fun questions. Are you up okay. for it? Okay. What's one food item you can't live without?
1: Oh, Brussels sprouts. I eat them a lot.
0: We love Brussels sprouts. How do you cook them? What's your favorite way?
1: I mostly, I usually saute them um, oil-free with, with just onions and salt and pepper. Any I love, garlic? I, I do roast them. With a, I have a great uh, uh, cilantro balsamic vinegar that I bought ah. at an Engine 2 event. And I bought a case of it, and sometimes I'll stir fry them with that, and it's really good.
0: Oh, that sounds real. I love balsamic with, uh, you know, combined with Brussels sprouts. Oh, that's, it's so good. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Love and they're that.
0: so healthy for you. You can just eat one after another, and you don't have to feel bad.
1: <laughs> no, nope. I, I'm, I'm one of those people. I could, eat, I eat them like three or four times a week. It's, it's kind of embarrassing.
0: Well, it's the cruciferous, so they're good for you.
1: They're very good for you.
0: That's right. Okay, yeah. so. I love to ask people about music. Um, and so if you could, if there's one band and that was the only band or, or, or singer that you could listen to for the rest of your life,
1: who would that be? Stevie Wonder.
0: Stevie Wonder. Yes.
1: Um, I, I love his music and I love his message. And yes. uh, it, he, he really stands out from, from everyone else in R&B and then rock and roll. Um, and he's just an amazing performer. So I, I, I love him.
0: Do you have a favorite song?
1: Um, there's a, yeah, there's a love song called um, all in love is fair. Oh. Go, go look it up and, okay. and, and listen to him singing it. Um, it's just beautiful.
0: Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it as soon as this interview is over. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a great one.
0: Okay. So what inspires you?
1: Um, Wow. Helping people, I, I kind of like that. What I do helps people. You know, I, I spend a lot of time telling my own story and, and of my own struggles. And I'm not, I'm kind of an introverted kind of person, believe it or not. But um, when I I see people coming up to me at, at events and talking about the help that um, they say that I've given to them, I, I, that's kind of inspirational. That's that's become kind of a a cause for me.
0: It's like you're willing to put aside your introverted ways and, and, and get out there and, and, yeah, and tell your story.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have. Um, I go home a lot when I'm not public speaking. I'm, I'm home locked up in my house and happily so, but um, <laughs> I, I save up my energy and do what needs to be done.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I love that story. Okay. So how can people find you online? You mentioned your website. Is that the same for your social media as well?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, Chef Del Shrove or Del Shrove. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I'd love to connect with people there. Um, and then my business website is uh, wellnessforumhealth.com. Um, if you're interested in learning about any of the programs that we have, we, we help people every day and have been around for 20 years doing so. And, and that's also a very inspirational kind of work to engage in.
0: Ah, Del, I love it. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. I had a really good time.
1: I enjoyed it as well. Thank you.
0: Thanks to Del Schro for being my guest on today's episode of the Namely Marley podcast. If you'd like more information about today's show, just head over to the show notes page at namelymarley.com forward slash podcast. Hey, you know, I hope you're loving the Namely Marley podcast. Please consider supporting the show by heading over to iTunes or Stitcher and leaving a review. You can also share this episode with your friends and family on social media. You can share about it on your blog or podcast as well. All of these are helpful and they really mean a lot. So until next time, may health and happiness come your way today.